grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Wait upon the Lord. Be strong and courageous. Wait upon the Lord. That's what Isaiah said. Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Wait upon the Lord. Be strong and courageous. Wait upon the Lord. God of all mercy and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we admit that we have become impatient with ourselves, each other, and sometimes with you. We have turned to our own way and have gone astray from your will, lost in sin and needing to become strong and courageous. We ask you, O Lord, to forgive our sin, cleanse our hearts, and keep us patiently waiting for the promised coming of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. <coughs> Believe and receive the good news. God sent his Son, the babe of Bethlehem, to show his infinite love and forgiveness for all people. Your sins are forgiven in the holy name of Christ, who came and indeed will come again. Amen. Amen. Thanks be to God. Wait upon the Lord. Be strong and courageous. Wait upon the Lord. pray. O Lord, rend the heavens and come down. Be our strength every morning and our salvation in the night of despair. Show forth your power and might, just as you did in the days of Isaiah the prophet. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Our Old Testament reading appointed for this day is from Isaiah, the 40th chapter. Why do you say, O Jacob, and complain, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, my cause is disregarded by my God? Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. 
Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle is from Romans, the eighth chapter. St. Paul writes, We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childhood right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. But hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what he already has? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Please stand. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the first chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated as we sing our sermon hymn together. Comfort, comfort you, my people.
brothers and sisters, fellow children of God. So one of my favorite movies, some of you might have seen it, um, is The Incredibles. It came out in like 2005. It was a big part of my childhood. Um, I'm seeing a lot of blank stares, but anyways, the important thing here is that Bob Parr is a superhero. So he is a larger middle-aged man who's got thinning blonde hair on top, and he's very, very large, like broad shoulders. He's got a bit of a gut now. He's a middle-aged guy. It's okay. He's got a dad bod. He's got lots of kids. So he loses his job at an insurance company. And after he gets home, he pulls into his driveway in his tiny blue car that barely fits him. He gets out, closes the door, and then he turns around and he sees this kid sitting on a tricycle. Now earlier in this movie, this kid saw Bob get a little upset and pick up his car. So Bob asks this kid, well, what are you waiting for? And the kid responds, I don't know, something amazing, I guess. And Bob sighs, and he says, me too, kid, me too. We are like this kid. We are waiting for something amazing. We're waiting for the redemption of our bodies. We are waiting for the resurrection. So, look down for a moment, if you will, at your hands. I'll wait. Just take a look at your hands. See those nails that, uh, they might need trimming. Notice the unique wrinkles that you have in your palm. Maybe see the way that your skin stretches when you make a fist. Feel the skin kind of rub together between your fingers. Now looking down at my own hands, I see a few scars here from some silly things that I did when I was younger. One is from climbing over a fence. You can ask me about that later. I also see a wedding ring with an indent reminding me of my wedding day, of my marriage, reminding me of my wife. When I look down at my hands, I'm reminded of the hours of work that I've done with them. I'm reminded of the dandelions that I've pulled out at the roots. These hands have washed many a sink full of dishes, and after they've gotten done, they've been quite wrinkled. These hands have opened hundreds of doors. These hands have shaken thousands of other hands. They've made numerous snowballs over the years, and these hands have held my newborn son. I am rather fond of these hands. They're mine, but more than that, they are a part of me. They're a part of who I am. You see, we're waiting for something amazing. We are waiting for the redemption of our hands. We are waiting for Christ to return. And when he does, these hands, your hands, will be changed forever. When Jesus returns, the dead will come back to life, and their bodies, their hands, 
will be resurrected. It's these very same bodies that we now look around at that will be resurrected, that will be brought back to life when Christ returns. These bodies are going to experience something amazing. We will experience something amazing. We will finally come face to face with our God, and we will be utterly transformed. In Revelation 21, we are promised that neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. We look forward to a time when our hands will no longer ache from being out in the cold for too long, a time when we will no longer burn our hands on the hot stove, a time when our hands will no longer swell up from poisonous plants. We look forward to a time when pain will be gone. We look forward to a time when our bodies will be resurrected and be made completely new. Not only that, not only our bodies, but all of creation waits in eager expectation for this day. Not only our hands, not only these bodies of ours, but all of creation is waiting for this day when it will be restored. The deer wait for a day when they will no longer be hunted by the wolves. The birds wait for a day when they'll no longer face starvation through the long nights of winter. The trees eagerly, well, this is a fake tree, but the real trees eagerly await the coming of their creator. The rocks, there are rocks up here, by the way, that make up our steps. They long for the return of our God. All of creation is waiting for the return of the creator. All of creation is waiting for something amazing. Paul writes in Romans 8 that hope that is seen is no hope at all. We hope for this amazing creation, but we sometimes doubt that we will see it. We hope for the restoration of all creation, but the world does not look as though it's being restored. We hope for the restoration of our bodies, for the restoration of our hands, but our bodies don't look like they're being restored. Our bodies remind us constantly that we are waiting for this something amazing. Mind-numbing, skull-splitting headaches, stiffness and stabbing pain that radiates up our backs and into our necks, burning pains in our stomachs and joints that are so swollen and stiff, it's hard to move properly. These are all reminders that we live in a broken world. The rest of creation reminds us that we are still waiting for something amazing to happen. Animals tear one another apart. Dogs fight over scraps of food to ward off starvation. Little insects 
mosquitoes, suck blood out of our bodies. And in the process, they give us all sorts of diseases. We are quite aware of how broken creation is. For nearly two years now, we have had to change the way that we live because of the groanings of creation. COVID-19 has thrown the whole world into further disarray. My grandfather is currently lying in a hospital bed, unconscious, breathing only because a machine pumps air into his lungs. Millions of people have lived through this same nightmare because creation is groaning. As the creation groans, the earth heaves and quakes. It tosses people about. It crumbles buildings and devastates cities. As creation groans, the sea rises up and covers cities, fills homes, and destroys lives. As the creation groans, our bodies rebel against us. Our backs become weak, our knees tend to buckle, and our lungs give out. All of creation needs something amazing to happen. We need something amazing to happen. About a week ago in Michigan, a young man walked out of the bathroom in his school with a gun and shot some of his schoolmates. This last August, a California family of three was discovered on a hiking trail, dead from heat exhaustion. All of creation is hoping and waiting for something amazing to happen. All right, I'm gonna need some help from all of you now. So if you're retired, would you please raise your hand? It's a good number of you, all right. Well, guess what? Something amazing is going to happen to you. You will be resurrected. Now, if you are an adult who is not yet retired, please raise your hand. No matter how old or young you might happen to be, you are not yet an adult, but good try. You're coming up. Don't worry. I'm glad you're paying attention. So you also are going to experience something amazing. You will be resurrected. Now, kids, I know you're waiting. So I'd like you to stand up, actually. Take a moment and stretch. Yep, I know, I know. You get to stand up in the middle of church when none of the adults are doing it. I'd like you to stand up. Yeah, take a moment to stretch. I know it's kind of hard to sit through these sermons. Oh, man. Okay. So, something amazing is going to happen to each one of you, even you up there in the balcony. Yes, you will be resurrected. You guys can sit back down. Thank you for humoring me. There's a reason why I saved the kids for last, actually. You guys are full of energy all of the time. <laughs> but do you guys ever need to sleep? Maybe just a little bit of the time sometimes? Oh, you don't think you do? Okay. Most of us, though, know that kids need to sleep. Yeah, 
That's right, even these burning balls of energy that we have creating chaos in our lives, they get tired. In Isaiah, God says that even the youths, even kids, grow tired. But those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will run and not be weary. They'll walk and not faint. They'll have more energy than even these kids have. As I had each of these groups of different stages of life stand up, you might have seen some differences. Well, I didn't have all of you stand up, but you might have noticed there's some differences between the kids' bodies and yours. I mean, they're smaller, for one. As we go through different stages in life, we change. Our bodies change. We adults have very different bodies than we had when we were younger. God has promised to resurrect these bodies, to give life to these hands. He's promised to redeem us, and the body that will be resurrected will still be you, but it will be a very different sort of you. When we are resurrected, though it will still be our bodies, our redeemed bodies, we'll be as different as an infant is from an adult. We are hopeful as we wait for something amazing to happen. While we wait for the redemption of all of creation, we are hopeful while we wait for the transformation of these hands. Where is our hope found? Well, it's found in the broken hands of our creator. His hands were pierced by the nails and pinned to the cross. It's because of the broken hands of our creator that we have hope. We hope because the one who made all of us, who made all of creation, came into the world and gave up his life. Our creator, Jesus Christ, came into the world and he brought life with him. The word which formed all of creation came to redeem creation through his hands. This Advent season, we wait to celebrate the birth of the Word made flesh. We wait for something amazing. We wait to celebrate God coming into the world as a man, as someone with a body. We wait to celebrate a child being born who will then grow up into an adult and then save the whole world by dying. So, if you think back to the beginning of the sermon, you'll remember there was a boy on a tricycle. Well, he was waiting for Mr. Incredible, Bob Parr, to do something amazing because he'd already seen him do something that was absolutely amazing. We are waiting for our God to do something amazing because he's already done something impossible, something 
amazing. He was born into our world. He lived here, feeling the groanings of creation. He felt the dull ache in his legs, the dull ache of growing pains that many of the children here, I'm sure, are familiar with. He learned to use his hands to hold cold, smooth metal in his hands as he worked with rough wood. His stomach rumbled with the pains of hunger. He saw the cold, lifeless body of his adopted father, Joseph. And Jesus used those rough, worn workmen's hands to heal the eyes of the blind. He touched the sick with those hands, and they were healed. He folded those hands together, and he prayed. He took bread in those hands, and he tore it apart and gave it to thousands of people, multiplying it miraculously. And then he allowed those hands to be tied, and then he placed those hands on the cross, and he died. This is the truly amazing thing that Jesus has done for us. He died for us. And this is why that we have that hope that God is going to do something amazing. Because he already did. This is why we eagerly wait for God to do something. Because we've seen that he can. We are waiting for something absolutely amazing. We're waiting for all of creation to be made new. We're waiting for these bodies that I see now to be made new, to be redeemed. We are waiting with hope for our future because we know what God can do, and we know what God has promised to us. Every day, we get to go out into our lives. We get to live in this broken world, seeing each of those broken moments as the creation groaning with longing for the return of the Savior. Yet we live with hope. We live each day with hope that we'll get to experience something amazing. The hope that we're not waiting in vain. Tomorrow morning, we will all get out of bed and we'll go about our lives. And we'll get to do so with hope. Hope that we are waiting for something absolutely amazing and knowing that something absolutely amazing has already been done for us. So may the hope of our resurrection and of our redemption guard your hearts and your minds, my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. We stand as we confess together our common Christian faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed, page 8 in your bulletin. 
Together we confess, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated as we gather our offering to the Lord. We stand for prayer. Heavenly Father, we wait for you. More than watchmen wait for the morning. More than watchmen wait for the morning. Lead us in your truth and teach us. For you are the God of our salvation. For you we wait all the day long. O oh God, inspire us to wait for you faithfully. Serve you joyfully and give to others generously. Gracious Lord, grant healing for the sick, courage for the faint-hearted, hope for the discouraged, and grant clarity for all in the valley of decision. Amen. Lord, remember us in your, in your kingdom and teach us ever to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. May God give us the faith of Abraham, the hope of Isaiah, the joy of Elizabeth, and the gratitude of Zechariah. God will make us strong and courageous as we wait upon the Lord. Amen. I ask you to remain standing as we sing our closing hymn together, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus.